0: When you do go grocery shopping, you see the cost of everything, yeah, and then that, you realize that <laughs> I'm not out there blowing money.
1: Yeah, I think the first—I think when I first looked at it, I was like, "No, you need to do better at this." And then I just went grocery shopping with you like the other day, and I was like, "Wow, everything is so expensive." Yeah. Welcome to off the beaten path, but not lost. With Tony, Kristen, Kylie, and Lexi. <laughs> Join us on this RV full-time living journey.
0: Across the beautiful United States. We're the fellas.
1: Hello and welcome to episode 97 where we talk about the moolah.
0: Today, we're going to be talking about the financial side of full-time RVing.
1: Full-time RVing offers the most incredible experiences and the chance to break away from that nine to five. However, if you don't do it correctly, it can be quite costly.
0: I definitely think there's like a myth that full-time RVing is like super cheap way to live. And I'm sure for some people can make it work to be very inexpensive.
1: I think you can make it so it's not so expensive, but it's hard. It's hard. There's a lot of things that go into full-time RV living that you think are not there. I mean, you you probably can make it much cheaper if you stay in one area. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Yeah, if you're like full-timing in one spot
0: yeah but- or if you're just if you just kind of like one general like localized area or region versus traveling the whole country cuz that's when it really starts to get expensive.
1: In this episode we're going to talk about all the things you need to know about the financial side of RV living. We're also going to talk about building a budget for this, things you have to think about to add into the budget.
0: Also the girls are skipping this episode but they will be on the next episode so stay tuned.
1: You can find the show notes for this episode at com slash 97. And don't forget, our 100th episode is coming up. I know we've mentioned it a ton. We do want to hear your questions. If you have not sent us a question yet, you can do that at hi at com. You can DM us on Facebook or Instagram. Or you can leave us a simple voice message at com slash message.
0: So let's start out with... Your initial investment when you're going to start this adventure.
1: Yeah, when we first started looking for our RV, we obviously wanted to find a used one. And we were looking for diesel, yep. Class A, though. That was we-
0: That's what I wanted. That was like, okay, my demand is diesel. I know you wanted bunks. Yep. And when we were looking, it was like, uh, when was it, 2016, we really started looking for an RV. I think a big thing for us was uh, all the models that we could find were like, all the ones that I remember were all out West. So like Arizona, California, which is fine. I'd rather buy like a Southern Southwest vehicle just for the condition wise, but they were all still kind of out of price range or like if we're going to finance it, the, the age of the vehicle became a factor. So there was a lot of things that were stacking up against us out there.
1: And we didn't want to remodel anything. We are leaving a, farmhouse that we completely remodeled
0: yeah
1: (laughs) and we didn't want to do any remodeling i think it was okay to do remodeling maybe later on down the road but it'd have to be like livable yeah and so we didn't want to do a lot of that so we we looked everywhere and to be honest we couldn't find anything at the time actually we couldn't find anything with bunks really that was in the area that like in the age that we wanted yeah or reasonably you know priced so we ended up going new And we don't recommend that. (laughs) We don't recommend going new. It was the only thing that was available for us at the time. I think we would still do the same thing going back, like looking back now, knowing what we, like if we could go back then knowing what we know now, I think we'd still do the same thing. I don't think
0: I would. I think I would (laughs) change it completely that you guys probably wouldn't like it. I would go no slides. I think I would do a totally different setup.
1: The other things you should think about when looking for an RV are, do you want a fifth wheel? Do you want a trailer? What are the things you're looking for as far as price range in the type of vehicle? So they, they range.
0: Yeah. So like for us, we already had a vehicle that we could tow behind an RV. So getting a class A was a little bit more, made a little bit more sense at the time versus if we were starting fresh with nothing or if we already had like a cool big diesel truck or something we could look for like a fifth wheel or a pull behind. So that can become a factor. You know, you're going to have a higher cost for a like for us, a new class A and we already had the tow vehicle or you're going to spring for a truck and a fifth wheel or one or the other. So
1: Mm -hmm. you also want to think about the types of traveling you're going to be doing. You know, like, do you want a van? Are you going to be moving all the time? Those things as well. And we have different podcast episodes on finding the right RV. Um, But this one's just on finance. So when, or, you know, the financial side. So when you're thinking about that, the first step is the RV. The second big expense that you probably will run into is any campground memberships, Discount cards, all of those things. We have a thousand trails membership. We actually didn't get it on like before we got on the road. Um, We got it later on, but they range and like the lower end is like five grand. So those can be quite expensive. um, But there's tons of different campground memberships. And we actually did get a campground membership before we went on
0: the road. Yeah, when we were still in (laughs) Michigan, when we first got the RV, we signed up for a lifetime membership (laughs) for one state. Which didn't make any sense that we didn't realize what we were doing when we signed the papers. But
1: we talk all about that in one of our intro podcasts where we talk about uh, like getting on the road. I think it was at like one year. I don't know what number they are, but I'll link them in the show notes.
0: You'll also want to consider where you're going to have your domicile. So if it's going to be your home state or if you're going to change to like an escapees address, which is Florida, Texas, or South Dakota. They have a special program for full-time RVers. With a, you can set up a mailbox there, and uh, that's going to be your domicile residency. So that can be an, another upfront cost.
1: Yeah, you pay the campground membership, and then you have a yearly fee for the mailing itself. So yep. if you don't have a house address or you know a home or family or somewhere that you're using, you're going to need some kind of mailing service, so you'll want to think about that. Another thing you have to do in the very beginning is get all that beginning RV equipment. So like your hoses and your, you know, your sewer hoses, water hoses, all of like anything that you're going to be putting in the RV that's not, that you don't already have.
0: You might think you're getting it all, but you'll learn as you go that you're always accumulating new pieces.
1: Yeah. Another big thing is a bed. You're probably going to want to get a new bed yep. <laughs> for your RV, unless you're bringing your your bed from home. Which um, we did.
0: We, you know, our RV came with a new bed, which was not very comfortable. We tried to enhance it. I think we bought like a topper for it, and it helped a little bit, but it wasn't great. But then, uh, because we were in Michigan, we could only do it in the summer. We would stay in our driveway in the RV. And we actually brought our Tempur-Pedic from the house into the RV. So we had a very comfortable bed.
1: All right. Some ongoing expenses that you're going to run into with this lifestyle are fuel costs. And these will change every month. You don't know how much you're going to spend if you don't know how much you're driving. Um, but these, and, you, and it changes with the cost, obviously, cost of gas. Campground fees. You'll have different campground fees every month, depending on how much you stay in campgrounds. Your RV insurance, you need to think about, um, RV maintenance, repair, stuff like that.
0: Yeah, repair costs mm-hmm. because some months you'll have zero and some months you'll have multiple.
1: Yeah, you know, you'll also have to think about, you know, like your car insurance if you have a car that you're towing as well um or or, your truck or your truck if you're towing i guess yeah you'll need insurance for both and then all of your normal expenses that you have now before
0: (laughs) yeah life costs life expenses
1: Next, you want to think about emergency expenses, like unexpected health-related expenses while you're on the road. You know, do you get bit by a snake while hiking? <laughs> or do you just have regular health expenses, but you're paying a higher fee or more fees because you're not in your insurance market or whatever the, whatever the reason is? Unexpected health-related expenses. And then earlier we talked about RV maintenance and repair budgeting. This is like a normal thing you'd want to budget, but you could run into things like a tire blowout or something that's unplanned that you'll need to fix.
0: Like a water pump that quits.
1: Yeah. And we have to drive across a yeah. mountain to get that's it. That's a good
0: example that we have. That was, we went from boondocking for two weeks, you know, with very low costs to leaving to go boondock in another place for another two weeks, which was going to be, you know, saving money. But instead... The day we were leaving, our water pump quit for some reason, whatever reason. So we had to book an RV park so that we would have water. That was, and it was an expensive one Mm -hmm. for us. It was $55. It was over our
1: 35 limit. It was over
0: (laughs) our campground (laughs) limit. So we got that with $55. And then I had to drive, I think, an hour, hour and a half to uh, the only place around, it was in the middle of nowhere, Utah. The only place around that had a water pump, and it was like an overpriced water pump.
1: Yeah, and you had to drive over a mountain pass Yeah. to get there. And, funny story about that, like we talked about this before. If you've listened to our podcast, you've heard it. But the funny story is they ended up shutting our water off that night yeah, <laughs> anyways because yeah. it was freezing temperatures. So, so we still didn't have water.
0: <laughs> so that was, that was a decent chunk of change in one day that was very unexpected.
1: Yeah. So you want to make sure you have a savings to handle unforeseen emergencies and things like that. The other thing you want to think about is the adventures you're going to be going on and your experiences. These are going to change every single month because you may be in somewhere boring like North Dakota where there's nothing to do and you're not going to spend any money. Or you may be somewhere more expensive like Tombstone where the entire town is a tourist town and everything costs money. Yep. Um, nothing is free. <laughs> so you um, you have to make sure that you're planning for that because that is the entire point of this lifestyle is to explore and join it now we have podcasts on you know doing this in a good way where you can like save money and we are actually very good at doing a lot of free things i think we don't spend a lot of money on experiences but it is a it is a cost that you'll want to take into account because there's a lot of cool things to do
0: yep yeah we definitely pick and choose
1: some tips to save money while you're on the road you can boondock that's free (laughs) <laughs> for the most part um the longer you can boondock the more money you'll save on campground fees so for example last year i think was our best year was that our best year
0: as far as campground expenses yeah yep. Yeah.
1: last year we spent eight hundred dollars total for the entire year on campground fees yep um now we did stay a lot at um thousand trails.
0: Yep. Yeah. Well, we put our uh, thousand trails (laughs) membership to work. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: On the other side of that, there are, what is it, a monthly fee or is it just an annual fee?
1: So in 2022, which was last year, we actually spent only $800 on campgrounds. However, we did spend um, about $1,200 on membership fees. So if you total that up, it's about $2,060 total that we spent on membership fees and campgrounds. And that was for last year, total over the whole year. We did a lot of boondocking and we did Thousand Trails campgrounds. In 2021, we actually spent $1,400 on campgrounds. And I think that's because we had some expensive campgrounds in there, um, and then we spent about a thousand dollars on memberships, so it was two thousand four hundred and sixty six dollars total for the whole year. So, if you count in our membership cost, you know, it's still not that much for the no. whole year. We've spent around two thousand dollars last year for the total year, which is pretty darn good. If you don't count in the membership fees and you just count our campgrounds, eight hundred bucks is pretty good.
0: yep. and we're on pace to beat that this year,
1: so that is something to think about if you're trying to save money. Is boondocking more having those memberships where you do pay more up front, but you get your money back very quickly.
0: In 2020, we spent quite a bit on campgrounds as well.
1: So in 2020, we spent ten thousand hmm. dollars on memberships and campgrounds. We spent we bought our membership and we spent about five thousand dollars on campgrounds. So a good example of if you don't have a membership would be uh, year 2020. That is the year that we bought our membership. We spent – so we had the membership like halfway through the year, I think.
0: Well, we, we started sp- out with the camping pass mm-hmm. with like zone, uh, the, the southeast zone or whatever. But um, they decided they were going to – during COVID, they decided they were going to throw out some deals. Mm-hmm. So we bought the membership. They gave us good enough deal to buy the membership.
1: Yeah, but then we actually didn't actually use the Thousand Trails that much that year because where we were staying – we hadn't booked anything. We were staying like right in Orlando and we didn't have anything booked really. Um, And then we actually went up to like South Dakota and Michigan. So we actually didn't use a lot of the membership that year, but we spent $5,200 on campgrounds that year and 5,400 on the membership. So we spent $10,000 for the year on memberships and campgrounds. So that's a good example of like, how much it costs? Kind of, I guess. Yeah. I mean, ignore the five thousand membership and just look at the campgrounds. We spent fifty two hundred dollars in campgrounds where yeah. last year we spent eight hundred bucks.
0: Yeah. So you definitely get better the more you practice and the more you start really focusing on, you know, what you're set a limit, what you're gonna willing to spend, and utilize some of those other campground memberships. Then you can really make a big difference in what you spend.
1: And we know people who have boondocked every single day. Yeah. Like, and barely ever get campgrounds. Actually, like here then gone, I don't know if they ever get campgrounds.
0: I think they've plugged think, their RV in, uh, other than their work camping gig. Yeah. Before that, I think they plugged in like, I don't know, I think they said like three times.
1: That's crazy. In
0: four years.
1: So, I mean, you depending on how you want to do this, you could really save some money with boondocking and campground memberships. Also, obviously, you could save money with cooking if you cook from home. So if you do a really good job of doing grocery shopping and making sure that you're not eating out, you can save money yeah. doing M- that.
0: Meal planning is huge. Meal you know, prepping is huge.
1: We actually talk about that in Podcast 95. So listen to that one for some tips there. But obviously, when you eat out, it costs more and... I will say when you're on the road traveling around in all these really cool states, it can be very hard to not eat out <laughs> Yeah, because it does feel like a little bit of a vacation. So you get to be in these really cool places, New Orleans, uh, New York, uh, you know, California, you're all in, you're in some really neat places that you want to spend money on cool restaurants. So you have to either budget that in, um, but if you're trying to save money, you could just not do that, yeah. and eat at home. We talked about saving money with RV club memberships, discount cards, all of those, but there is a ton out there that can save you money on the types of campgrounds that you choose to stay in. So definitely take a look at all of those.
0: Also look at fuel savings. There's a lot of different memberships and even free point systems and apps that you can use to actually save money or earn money as you spend it.
1: Yeah, we have a podcast on that too, but what is that one app you use for? Upside. Yeah, Upside, which is really cool because it's just like one extra step and you get money back. And we get cards all the time for Amazon for that. Yeah. So just money. I mean, it is it is an extra step, and but I mean, if you're getting fuel anyways, why not do it?
0: And you can use uh, Fetch. I use Fetch to scan all of my receipts, and that's a, that's a free thing to do. Sometimes it's kind of annoying when you have like a dozen receipts that you forget to scan in a row. <laughs> and you have a big pile of receipts, but you just get through that and you scan them all.
1: Another tip is to move slower. So when you're moving more often, you're going to spend more on gas, which is more costly. But if you just slow down, stay in, and enjoy certain areas longer, you will save money on the fuel costs.
0: Yeah, a good example of that is from Michigan to North Dakota just this past summer, we drove... In the 900 mile range in just a few days, when you fill up your RV once a day at two to $300 a pop, that's a very huge expense versus like when we're out west and we can move from one spot to another and it's like an hour drive, you don't even have to get gas. You just drive from one spot to another and then you're there for maybe another week or two weeks. Mm-hmm. So you don't have that giant gas bill.
1: Yeah, so that's, that's a, a good one. That's
0: a downside to moving faster or moving more frequently.
1: We're always up for new tips. So if you have some uh, cost-saving tips that we should know about, uh, let us know at thefailas.com slash message. It's very important that we get these because <laughs> we're always down for some tips. Yeah. All right, let's jump into a sample budget. Now, making a sample budget for your RV for RV living is very similar to making a sample or a budget for living at home, but you do have to think about some different costs. So this is this sample budget we're going to talk about today is focused on RV lifestyle. The first big expense is your RV payment. Uh, if you have one, your truck, your tow vehicle, those, you know, you'll, you want to make sure that you budget that cost in. The next big one is fuel. This can range anywhere from three hundred to
0: sky's the limit, <laughs> like, depending on how much you're moving.
1: Yeah, especially if you're traveling. Just, I mean, you just explained how we moved um, from Michigan to Minnesota. That bill was probably a thousand dollars at least that month. Uh, you know, between the RV and the Jeep. So yeah, fuel can be your next big expense. The next one is your campground fees, and under this section, you'll want to think out campground fees for that month, like what you're going to be spending on actual nights at campgrounds, you'll want to also remember your memberships that you have. Are those monthly memberships or annual memberships? But you'll want to budget those in. And then boondocking fees. So you don't obviously have to pay for boondocking, because that's the whole point of it. It's free. But you may have to pay for dumping or water, something, water stuff like that. So you'll want to add that into that section.
0: Yep. And another, another small part of that could be if you're not equipped with solar like we weren't for the first couple of years, we had to run our generator when we boondocked. That could be a, a not a huge expense, but still an expense while boondocking.
1: And you'll want to add that into that section as well. The next section is insurance. And this is RV insurance, car insurance or tow insurance, truck insurance, and your health insurance. Don't forget all of those. Um, if you don't get health insurance through... Like some kind of job that you have on the road, then you'll have to buy that separately if you want insurance, I guess. But you'll want to um, make sure you add that into this section. The next one is maintenance and repairs, and obviously this is can be unexpected, and you don't know what this is going to be. But you'll want to budget something, I and mean, you like have like a little nest.
0: Yeah, that's where your like emergency fund or you know, your your uh, extra like a savings account would come in handy.
1: Next category would be food and groceries this is obviously going to change wherever you're at in the country <laughs> the cost of living does change as you travel
0: absolutely <laughs> throughout yeah
1: throughout the country so you'll want to take that into account maybe I'll- even have like a little budget for that that you just fill up and then you know when you're in small you know states that have a better cost of living then you'll be able to put more money into that
0: yeah and that goes for like the region of the state that you're in like uh, when we were in Big Bend and southern, southwest texas there's really one tiny little grocery store and they have
1: milk for eight dollars they
0: have all the things that you need they're the only place that has it they know that so they charge more for it so that's just that's one thing to keep in mind
1: another thing in this category would be how much you eat out so if you're in a really cool area like new orleans you may want to spend more money yeah (laughs) on some what are those things those desserts they have
0: beignets yeah (laughs) get a whole basket of beignets Um, Another thing to keep in mind is how many people are in your family. If you're a solo traveler, budgeting your meals and stuff could be, I imagine, fairly easy. If you're a family of four, family of five or six, you know, a bunch of kids and stuff, then your bill is going to increase quite a bit.
1: And we're really bad at grocery shopping bills. So if you have tips there, let us know because it's not... Rare for us to spend twelve hundred dollars on groceries, which is insane. in a month. Yeah, which is insane. I don't. I don't normally look at that, uh, and because I don't go grocery shopping. But I did budget us one time, one month. I think it was like a couple months ago. I like added everything together, and I was like. Tony, you spent $1,200 on groceries this month, and it was just like a normal month. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this is why I don't look at these things.
0: (laughs) But when you do go grocery shopping, you see the cost of everything. Yeah. And then you realize that I'm not out there blowing money.
1: Yeah. I think the first, I think when I first looked at it, I was like, no, you need to do better at this. And then I just went grocery shopping with you like the other day, and I was like, wow, everything is so expensive. Yeah. It was funny. The next category is your utilities. So things run a little bit differently. I mean, not really, I guess. You have electricity at home. You may have electricity on the road, kind of. I don't know. Maybe not. The big ones are water, propane, and sewer. Yeah. Those are going to be your utilities in RV. And they can range, 50, 150 bucks.
0: Yeah, and depending on how, you, how your rig is set up, if you still have a lot of the propane appliances or, you know, if you haven't sw- swapped any of that stuff out, you will have a higher propane bill.
1: Yeah, we talked about in the, in episode 95 um, how we switched out our stove for an induction stove. That saves us a ton of money because we now use the electricity from either the campground or solar, yep. not propane.
0: Another expense, especially if you're working on the road, would be your cell phone and your internet bill. Um, especially if you have like some people travel with multiple hotspots.
1: Yeah. I think everybody travels with
0: a phone nowadays, but like for us right now, we just, we have Starlink and that's our primary internet. We are without a hotspot right now, but in the future we'll probably get another one.
1: Yeah. We actually had, um, we had at one point we had a Verizon unlimited plan and we had an unlimited plan through, Nomad Internet? I think so, yeah. Is that what it was? Yep. And then we had Starlink. And, I mean, the three of those, we were paying over $500 probably. No, 400 for just those. Then our cell phone bill yep. on top of that. So <laughs> the unlimited plan was with Verizon. So technically... That, but, yeah, it was so, but right now we only have Starlink, and we're getting by with that. We may have to get another hotspot eventually, but I just don't like any of the hotspot plans, so I haven't done it. But Starlink is still one hundred and fifty bucks,
0: yeah, so far, in most of the part of the country, the Starlink has been great, other than like Washington, where there's mile high trees. Starlink <laughs> does not like that, so that's where we might run into an issue again,
1: yeah. Did we have anything else back then? No. No. So we made it work. (laughs) Barely. (laughs) The next category could be as big or as little as you want it to be. This is one that you could save money in, um, but that's entertainment. So you have all the activities you want to do, the attractions, your subscriptions. So like Netflix, all of those subscriptions that you're buying um, on TV, all of those fall into this category category. Um, but also all the fun activities you do. You know, the girls love doing eye fly. That can be quite costly. Yep. Um, we but, have our
0: um, uh, membership, museum membership. Yep. That's our, uh, an annual fee for us.
1: Yeah. Things like the boat rental that we did yep. in Voyagers National Park. Um, all of those things are fun activities that we do that can be quite quite expensive, depending on what we want to do. You almost did the helicopter and... Grand Canyon, that I somehow talked you out of it. <laughs> Another expense is the healthcare. So your insurance doesn't pay all of it normally. You normally have like co-pays and all of the expenses that you have to pay before your deductible is met. We ran into this when we were in Michigan because we did a ton of different medical things and we got some like different things done that we normally wouldn't have done um so our medical bills were quite expensive coming out of michigan and that was all stuff like before our deductible we didn't yeah. get our deductible which isn't quite fair because we went like four years without going at all so i think they should <laughs> reduced our budget <laughs> reduce take, our deductibles well. yeah
0: they should take that into account like these people are great they never <laughs> use their insurance we should give them a discount
1: yeah but no they don't do that. But keep that in mind when you're but when you're budgeting. Having an emergency fund is very important. You will run into tons of different emergencies uh while living this lifestyle. Everything from drilling a hole in your roof and shutting off your air condition you know, like Having no electricity.
0: And having to book a hotel for a few nights.
1: Yeah. (laughs) To like smaller things, Um, you know, going to the, you know, doctors or something like urgent care for something. Yep. Um, But definitely put, put together a emergency fund. And then finally, part of this budget is all of your existing debts that you already have. So if you're starting this lifestyle and you're going on the road and you already have some debts, make sure you budget those in as well and make sure you can pay for those. All right, so let's talk about some steps to making and staying on a budget. All right, step one, you're going to want to determine your income. You're going to figure out how you're going to get income on the road. This is a whole different podcast. We're not going to talk about it here, but make sure you add in all your different income levels. Step two is going to be listing out all of those fixed expenses, like your loan payment, insurance, campground membership, you know, any of your subscription services, anything that you know for sure are going to be The exact same every single month list those out step three variable expenses this is where you'll want to make like a budget you'll want to like kind of estimate what you're going to spend and put that in there
0: and that's also where route planning can come in handy when you can lay out where you're going to be and if you're going to stay at a campground versus boondocking or you can have a general idea
1: yeah you'll know what to budget for that month yeah for your variable expenses so things that are variable are going to be your fuel costs, your groceries, dining out, entertainment activities, you know, your health-related expenses, personal care, uh, monthly campground fees. All of those things fall under your variable expenses. Things that you don't know exactly how much it's going to be each month.
0: Yeah, including RV maintenance or repairs.
1: Yeah, exactly. And that'll be all. Step three.
0: Step four, you should set spending limits.
1: Yeah, this helps. This helps with your variable expenses. So you could say, okay. You know, let's only like we're budgeting certain amounts.
0: Like when you say I'm willing to spend up to thirty five dollars a night on a yes. campground.
1: <laughs> there you go. Great example.
0: Which we've gone over that, but barely. And mm-hmm. it because it was like the only place to stay.
1: Yeah. We've probably went over that in four years of being on the road. We've only went over that maybe three times. Yeah. Yeah. Three or four times total.
0: Sometimes it takes a little extra effort, you know. If it's in a if it's in an area that has multiple campgrounds, um, you have to do some calling around because you know if you're looking online, it's not always accurate. So you have to do a little extra legwork when it comes to that. And really, uh,
1: the t- the overage is like I think one time we spent forty bucks, yeah. and one time we spent fifty. Actually, there may be only two times I don't know that we've went over that
0: amount. Yeah, I would say probably two or three.
1: Yeah. But it was like $50 was the most we ever spent. And And that was an emergency. Yeah. So that is very good. Um, Setting different spending limits like that ahead of time are good because when when it comes down to it, it's easier to say no. Um, For example, you know, like activities. Is it okay to spend X amount of money on a helicopter in the Grand Canyon?
0: Mm -hmm.
1: You know, maybe.
0: (laughs) If that's your bucket list, then budget for it. If it's a spur-of-the-moment thing, maybe it's not the most uh, budget-friendly activity.
1: You can also set monthly spending limits as well. So some months you may not even come close to that, and then you'd be able to move that over to a different month. That's always good as well. Step six is actually creating your monthly budget. So using all of the steps above, you're going to create your monthly budget so you know how much you're going to spend that month. And step seven would be tracking it. You're going to want to make sure you keep track of where you're at on your grocery bill, your fuel bill, whatever, and how much you need to take away from your activity <laughs> to put into those other sections.
0: Yeah, and there's ways to track that. What do you use? Quicken?
1: Yeah, I use Quicken. Um, I don't know, whatever. Some people just use like an Excel document. That's what
0: I'm going to say. Like you can make it spreadsheet or something like that?
1: Some people can do it in an Excel document manually. I We spend... We have way too many transactions. <laughs> I need them brought in automatically. <laughs> so we do it in Quicken and it keeps track of a budget.
0: Number eight. Remember, you can adjust it as you need.
1: Yeah, each month you can... It's your budget, so you can adjust it as you go. If you're overspending in a certain category, you can take from a different category to do that um, or just... Say you're going to spend less next month.
0: Or if you say, hey, I've spent X amount of dollars on T-shirts this month. Maybe I don't need another T-shirt for a while yeah, or something like that.
1: And then finally, you're going to want to monitor it and plan for the future. So if you know where you're going to be in six months and let's say it's Vegas and you're going to be spending a lot at the the slot machines, you'll want to make sure that you budget for that ahead of time. So um, planning for the future is very important. And obviously, you want to plan for like a real future too. (laughs) If you are on the road, you'll also want to remember retirement and all of that savings. You'll want to make sure that you're.
0: And if you're already retired, you could be already on a fixed income Mm -hmm. where that's going to be a whole different factor.
1: Yep, exactly. We've covered a lot of ground today exploring the financial side of RV living. Thank you so much for listening. Next week, the girls will be back on. Actually, the girls and I are going to be doing a podcast on how we're surviving without Tony. I mean, he's here, but not.: I'm really. still alive. Yeah. He's <laughs> just not just doing anything with us.: A lot.:
0: <laughs> And if you've enjoyed today's episode, don't forget to subscribe, rate us and review our podcast at the faolas.com/apple, or wherever you're listening.
1: Actually, whatever you're listening, you can use it. So com slash Spotify, com slash iHeart.
0: That's clever.
1: I know. Smart. Anyways, your feedback means the world to us. So please let us know either in the review of the show notes or you can drop them in the messages.
0: Well, that's a wrap for this episode. We will see you next week. All right. Bye. Bye.
1: Um, Or deposit, you know, what are those down payment not down payments deposits what is that before you're
0: deductible oh
1: yeah be quite costly what's going on (laughs) bring it closer to you you're being like sidetracked by everything (laughs) say say that again because she was like panting in my microphone it sounds like i am doing it but ours haven't yet knock on wood (laughs) whoops sorry Fran. (laughs) no 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 no. nobody's here it was me in this episode we're going to talk about all the different sides of earth in this episode we're going to talk about all the things you need to know when thinking about doing this lifestyle sorry (laughs) (laughs) this is going to be a rough one hold on let me say that again
0: take some slack out of this or give, give me some slack jack
1: the next is your fuel and, or just kidding. Next segment, root planning.
0: Yeah. What's that? Root, route planning.
1: Oh, route. <laughs> I was like, root planning, what's that? I don't know, sometimes it's, I say root too, but I, just how you said it just now, Just <laughs> I was, I was thinking planning? like roots, like, oh, like what is this? Like beetroot? Yeah, is this something I've yeah, never beats heard of?
0: beets on the, <laughs> roots on the brain? Okay.
1: (laughs) Let's go spend some money. (laughs)